Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, we are back with a very exciting episode of Kid of Street Noise. Yeah. There'll be no, well, we can't promise there'll be no morning this week, but there'll be a lot less. A very limited morning. negativity this week. <laughs> well, very limited. Um, um, yeah, very good week for Platinum Rovers, not just the away win in the league at QPR, but a fantastic night at the King Power Stadium on Tuesday. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was yeah. I think. I don't know why you were definitely the best away day that I've been on. Yeah, it's, de- quality. it's, got, it's definitely got to be up there. I think um, I said after the game, best away end I've been in by, by a long, yeah. long way. Mm. It were absolutely bouncing. Um, but yeah, we'll go into that. So, as we usually do, we'll do it. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Chronological order. <laughs> we won't start with Tuesday night, we'll start with Saturday's away win at QPR. Um, I watched it. I thought we played very well. I, I, was, I was quite confident going into the game just because of the run that they'd been on. Yeah, I know they had the um, the new manager bounce. And it's usually affected Rovers over the years, but I just felt we had enough with a form that we're in and the mm. form that they're in as well. I just felt like we had enough to get over the line, and it was just good to see us not care about outside influences and just go and beat a team quite comfortably. Yeah. Mm. I, I think when you look at the goals as well, like I think the one word that comes to your mind when you look at the the play and the build up is fearless. You know, it, it, we looked like we were playing without fear, um, and you, you know we scored three goal. I, I, I know Gallagher's literally like the the guy's first goal is literally like hit him really, like <laughs> because of the deflection, but. Um, but no, like the, the all, all three goals, a build up, you know, some really good football. Yeah, and I think when you say fearless, I think uh, the Swanich goal typifies that. Really, you got 
the winger and the fullback on the edge of the box, and then Travis inside yeah. the box, yeah. flicking it around to another midfielder, not a striker. Unbelievable pass. Yeah, I don't know where he's got that from. Because we've been like, I've, well, I, I think pretty much every Rovers fan has been saying it. Um, we've definitely been saying it on here a few times that, you know, he's not the kind of player that, it, he's not that kind of midfielder. You know, he's, he's not a creative type, he's more of an enforcer, he's, he's more defensive. Um, I think Thomason has, has seen that in, in him though, whether that's been in training or in games, because he's the one that's been pushed further forward out of the midfield yeah. too. So it's obviously something that Thomason has seen, and we've seen it more and more often that he is winning the ball back high up and breaking the lines and pushing on. I think even for the second goal on Tuesday night, where Gallagher wins the ball back, usually, like in in years gone, Travis would have sat on the halfway line just in case they won it back again and broke on us, but. Instead, he's bombing up and down right wing to create a decoy run for Gallagher that um, that drags um, Wout Fez, the centre-back, across so Gallagher can cut inside and always up the space to rest the pitch. Mm. Whereas, normally, I think you'd see Gallagher run through and maybe one at wing who's joining him and then the attack kind of fizzles out because you're still playing four on two. Whereas, when you've got your midfielders bombing off one nil up away at a Premier League team, it's... It's buzzing to see. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, there was some good performance on Saturday. Good for Gallagher to get his double. Um, Smodic getting a goal as well. And I think Smodic is going to be an important player. I think um, he'll have been frustrated this year. Just He's had a couple of injuries. He's not really had a proper 10-game stretch in the first team, has he? He had his goal against Hull away. Mm. And we thought that being that being a team. I mean, he scored in the 3-0 win at home against Rotherham just after that. And you're thinking, right, he's going to be a mainstay for SAT now. It's just yeah. been like, he's never really been consistently in there. Um, but I think now he's actually showing his proper value to the team now. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's been really good recently. Um, I think, uh, you, you know, we took that fearlessness and the confidence from the weekend. Um, into Tuesday night and the, the one thing that struck me and I think would have struck everyone was how intense it was like it it just felt like a constant I think that you know for much of the first half and that first kind of 10-15 minutes in the second it was like a constant barrage weren't it every time yeah. it, every time you kind of like looked up Rowers were having a chance yeah um, but I did say in the podcast before that like Brendan Rodgers does like to play out from the back and the centre-backs they've got will make mistakes. I knew that Dolan and Smodic would get a chance. I knew we'd get a goal through one of them because, well, Fez is, is too laid back on the ball. Yeah. And then, uh, was it Armata that gives it away for Dolan's goal? They're just... It's not that laid back and I just don't think the ball-playing centre-backs that Brendan Rodgers wants to have, I think they're more physical defenders rather than the technical ball-playing defenders he wants. And... I didn't expect us to get so many chances by catching mm. all that. Um, it was good to see. I think they might have given away one or two and then show up shot, but they just, even at 2-0, they were still giving us chances. I think just after the second goal, Smodic goes through again. and yeah, forces a really good save on the keeper. Yeah. yeah, and it creeps past the ports, and you just think, like, I know it's cliche, like, who's the Prem team here? Yeah. Um, I, I must admit, I was worried, despite how well we were playing, when Hedges put that really good chance um, past the post right after half time I think you were still on concourse weren't you you missed it was yeah um, (laughs) uh, 
um, sinking 17 pound a day. I was still on the concourse getting battered off Stewart. Um, but yeah, back to the QPR game. Costello, another unreal performance from him. Just keeps getting better and better. And I think if you played him in any position on pitch, you're probably our best player. The form he's on at the minute. Yeah. Just won't play at month again today mm. after the vote closed. Um, it's time to get him tied down to a five-year deal, surely. Definitely. Yeah. I don't, it's one of them, would he sign it if he was offered? Because I know this happened with Niambi, that it got to this point where it wasn't that far off ending. And it almost feels like an insult when you've got... I mean, he's not been a key player over the years, but when you look how talented he is and what... I think um, a lot of his injuries in the past have come from not being 100% fit with like any little niggle will feel like oh, I'm, I'm not 100% yeah, I can't play yeah. because and, <laughs> and I think Thomason has got his fitness sorted got him well he looks ridiculously fit now he's like bombing up and down wing and I know these injuries keep coming back to him but I think one when you are 100, 110% fit the little niggles that sometimes make you go off you can almost like play through them and still think, oh, I can, I can push myself, I can push myself. Where I don't think he had that in the past. Yeah. Um, no. It, since, since the World Cup, he's been our best player, no doubt about it. Um, and I think it'd be a huge boost, especially you know the accompanying with the recent, you know, good form we've uh, we've been in. Um, it'd be a huge boost if we can get him tied down to a new contract. And you know, you hear all this talk from JDT project project. And a player of his quality and don't get versatility as well. You know, he could play him if we, we haven't seen it yet, you know, this season. Um, but a few people have alluded to him playing in the middle of the park and to be honest, I don't see why why we couldn't he could easily explore play, that. If you wanted to play five at the back, he could play wing back, play right side of a, cent- a centre-back three, and play midfield, either whether that be deeper or... Further forward, he could probably play on the wings. He'd probably do a job for you up front. Uh, if he carries on playing the way he's playing, what worries me is that other teams will see he's only got twelve months left in his contract and probably try and test our resolve. And I know um, Thomason and Broughton have come in and said we need to be a sustainable club where that's selling on your talent. But I think that should be like you buy players in for cheap and sell them on, not a homegrown player that's. What, probably one of your best players. Like, yeah. You don't mind it if you can if it's easy replaceable, but in this form, he's not. I mean, we've seen him push Britain out to left back. Like Britain's cost us quite a bit in the sum, not quite a bit. It's sort of relative in it compared to yeah. the academy players. It, it is a lot, but it's not. Um, and Britain is a good player. I love him, but um, it, if it was someone replaceable, then yeah, you could understand moving it on for like a five ten million pound figure. But when it's a home grown player. Who, who is loving his football at the minute I think he loves being part of the team and I think he's just missed out on that for the last four years say. yeah absolutely I think um, to me the ideal thing to do and this is easier said than done because the amount of interest you know ranking Costello and those types of players generate with, with, with the performances you know the ideal thing to do is to develop to, to keep developing those gems to retain them and then add to them when the the window when the window's open. Um, yeah, it's not just that; it's like the message it sends on to the 
academy, the lads who are in the academy now. Yeah. Or the lads who maybe dropped out the first team in the reserves and want to get back in. Like, there's there's yeah, always that option. It's still a belief, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you can still, if you work hard enough and if you prove yourself, JD2 will yeah. give you that chance. And I think it's a good message to have. It's, it's not like, oh, I've signed this player so he's going to start no matter what. If you're willing to put in the effort and you're willing to get 100% fit and like devote everything to your performances you will get back in the team and you will stay there if your performances are right yeah but Costello's a must um, get him signed on for another day and hopefully he, he will agree to that um, but again if he carries on playing the way he's playing and if we don't go up this season I, I can't see how one of the either relegated teams from the Prem or one of the promoted teams to the Prem don't sniff about him yeah. surely he's in the championship he's probably one of the best full he's got to be on someone's radar isn't he yeah definitely how he's played yeah so yeah moving on to the Leicester game we'll start with the day out in general <laughs> so Yates picked me up about 12 o'clock <laughs> or oh, uh, something kick off 12 o'clock he was like we're going to go Spitfire for one I was like Spitfire won't be open like, Tuesday afternoon it was Spitfire was open um, you know, only person in there like <laughs> only person playing pool by myself bouncing against wall with white ball um, and then went to chaffle for a couple and then obviously met you at the Craven Effer mm. where we then got the coach at four o'clock which I thought was a bit late and it turned it out it turned out to be a bit late yeah. <laughs> I thought because I remember it I'm sure he said three o'clock set off initially but then he changed it to four and I think it's obviously people that can't get there for three yeah most, people more people must have been working yeah, yeah. More people must have been able to make it before four o'clock and he's changed it. Um, and I think we would have been fine if we didn't stop like, just outside of Leicester. Yeah, we stopped for a bit, didn't we, to put... To do something. Quick toilet break. <laughs> yeah, toilet break for everyone. Um, and then we got to Leicester and then it was like, it was all commotion outside as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a bit of a joke really, wasn't it? Like, are expecting like you know prop, maybe, maybe like call me a bit naive like because obviously they have to search everyone but I was expecting like everyone to be like, in, like, in the like, ground like, like you're the last the, one ready the, to turn late, yeah. yeah so like we, we just like like walk up and kind of get in but there was like a queue of about 200 people it was like the, the per- there was like a person at the gate before you went to get searched who was checking tickets for some reason like I'm going to travel three and a half hours to Leicester without a ticket and then the guy you who searched you, machine, like, yeah, the guy who it. searched you asked to check your ticket. I was just like, "What are you doing?" And then actually getting to turn, start scanning it and going in. Like, oh, surely your two jobs are redu- redundant apart from the guy that's searching. You're like, what exactly are you searching for? Yeah. Like, you watch the Scottish Cup final the other day, and that, that guy had a cannon firing fireworks yeah. twenty minutes, and you're getting searched at Leicester away in case your keys are a bit too short. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a what an atmosphere um, when the first goal went in just absolute scenes yeah bodies everywhere <laughs> it's just the dream isn't it like to go yeah. I said I said on the way to the ground like all I want is a meaningful goal <laughs> it's all I want if I get one goal to celebrate that'll be enough and because Yates was like oh what time are we going down for a pint I said we'll wait another five minutes because we're going to score before our time he was like no we won't I said honestly as soon as you score, we'll go down for a pint, and then literally two minutes later, Dolan bends it in, like <laughs> falling all over everything. Um, there were a couple of um, "This is my seat" in the way end. 
which I thought was a bit weird because we were sat quite near the top, uh, and usually that's where people like congregate around anyway. Yeah. Uh, this is my seat. This. Well, I'm standing upstairs anyway, so move and <laughs> bore off. Um, went down at our time for quarter pack. Did you get us? You did you go down at our time? You didn't no, go down, I didn't did know. you? Got a sausage roll. They were mint. They were, like, they were like that, like massive girthy sausage rolls, like not like Rovers, where it's like with pastry and a bit. Of- <laughs> every every time I see like a, a club selling sausage roll, I always think about that one we had at Hillsborough. Um, it, it, was, oh, it was grim. Cooked it, 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 oh, it was it was awful. I think I've described it before as a turd wrapped in pastry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the ones at Leicester are very good, very good. Um, that's a decent bar on as well. To be fair, like you're in and out. Um, and then came back up at half time just in time for Smodic to score the second put us 2-0 up and that is literally the dream feeling you think at 1-0 up we'll just hold on we'll be alright and yeah. then to go second to actually be comfortable and be on top just so every throw in every tackle every free kick was being celebrated yeah. like a goal before <laughs> it it was unbelievable wasn't it so then Galli wins the tackle on halfway line and like everyone's cheering and then it keeps the ball in so we've still got possession and everyone's like oh my god Oh my god, I've actually got possession. And he plays the ball and it balances and just from where we were, you could tell it was going in as soon as he shot. Yeah. As soon as it passed the keeper, yeah, yeah. you knew it were in. And just oh, it's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I don't, if you could bottle that feeling and sell it, you'd if you if you sold it for a penny a bottle, you'd be a billionaire. Because people would just be drinking it all the time. It's just like pure euphoria and it's just like yeah. yes, this is class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just unbelievable. My throat my throat's still killing me now. Mm. Um too old for be doing shit like that <laughs> Fall, falling over chairs and screaming and kissing strangers too old for shit like that um, but yeah what a what a dream and then even he scored the one to make us to put us 3-0 up where the keeper makes a good save like squirms under his ass did it and just passed the post it would have been something else when it I was just it. off me and I got a coach <laughs> <laughs> health and safety reasons <laughs> it was just getting ridiculous at that point just getting silly I'm raining lads like. <laughs> and then Leicester go on to get a goal back. Did and that did an actual start? No, he didn't start. He came, did off, he? Bench. came off the bench and I mean he's a bagsman, we know how good he actually is. And he always seems to score an FA Cup and Yeah, he loves FA Cup, doesn't he? I think when the ball came across and Britain decides to cover the centre rather than go out and close Barnes down, I think we knew then that it was gonna be a, a good chance it were. Yeah. And unfortunately he puts it in the back of the net and It's one of those in the build up you worried you were like, Oh, this could be a moment. Yeah, yeah this, this could, could be, be a, the one. And it was like Oh, and then there were a couple of minutes after that where they could have scored probably two or three times really yeah. they had a few sighters from range didn't they and you were yeah. just like a, a few that were flying past the post and there was one where Barnes drags it wide and it looked like it were in from where we were he like he like cuts the left and drags it across the just past the post to the right but the one from Mendy on the edge of the box where yeah. it flies past did, the top corner did it break him from the corner I think yeah and then like Travis is like on the line and he just goes just watching it past the post I was like oh my god but, yeah. it's one of those you almost enjoy the few seconds after like when, when Percy's like going to get the ball back at goal kick as much as the goal yeah like, it, but you just think just... like the, the clock were going so slow I'm sure I looked up at like 86.30 and then they had about four shots I looked up again at like 87.10 I was like well that can't have <laughs> happened on, could it like, something's going on here and then the board goes up for six minutes of added time that just came out of nowhere because we only made sure we only made three subs and they, I think they made five. Did they make all five? 
They made a few, didn't they? I'm not sure if they made all five. They must have made yeah. at least four. So you've only got four or five minutes there to get six. I don't think they're anyone down injured for a long time. No, Costello had a bit of a knock, but mm. we went down for a long time. We had a last ten minutes. I just, I just kicked every ball. <laughs> every, I just, I just I think, felt uh, absolutely sick. <laughs> one of the best moments were Trav won that free kick with like a minute thirty seconds to go, whatever it were. <laughs> and like, honestly, he sounded like the full time whistle. Like. <laughs> um, but I know Yates he had his phone out with a, like the stopwatch counting up and I think we're an offside or a free kick it box but it was like five minutes and 30 seconds we're like that's it yeah. we've we actually won we've mm-hmm. actually we've actually done it and we're just watching Piers walk with ball like no no don't kick it yet do not kick it yet <laughs> but yeah what a feeling what a feeling that's a dream that ain't it yeah just to to win away is always good but to win away at a Premier League side where you're not expecting anything and then the full-time scenes where everyone coming over and I just wish like the players would have stayed out longer. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want Thomason to take his top off and yeah. <laughs> jump in ground. <laughs> just want him to look like he's enjoying it. Um, so yeah, that puts us into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup for the first time. Since 2015. Since 2015. Been a long time coming. It has, yeah. Um, I, I think that's what has made it like, you know, more special really because um, like under Morbury we never really had anything like this because we had a terrible record in the cup terrible attitude um, to the cup I think um, yeah, well yeah um, and you know this season we've won away at two Premier League sides um, it's just brilliant isn't it? Yeah. and they're, they're like memories of, like for the people that are yeah. there, they're like memories that will last a lifetime it yeah. means a lot more to people than like even if we go on and get knocked out by Sheffield United or whatever happens in the next round, like people will always remember that night at West Ham, they'll always remember that night at Leicester. And I think that was what a lot of managers, like, especially the managers in the Premier League, we've seen this season especially how many upsets has been. And I don't think the managers realise how much it means to the fans for a, a good cup run and mm. to, be, to, to just be that excited for 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, um, to me, it's like, <clears throat> it's almost like a part of like Rovers' identity that JDT is helping bring back. Because yeah. like, to me, that's what Rovers have always been. We've always mm. like tended to punch above our weight. Yeah, the underdogs, noses, yeah. the giant killers. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that has been us, and it's something we've been crying out for for years. Yeah, and mm. just to have it this one. If, if nothing happens for the rest of the time JDT's here he's done enough in my like we said at the start of the season didn't we as long as we stay up a decent cup run I wasn't sure I'd stay up if we finish mid-table a decent cup run it'd be a brilliant season and to be this like to do so well do we get to the quarterfinals at League Cup or the one before Um, one before weren't it yeah so to get through a couple of rounds in the, in the League Cup and then to get through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup beating some some big teams on the way just not even the third round draw Norwich away that's not an easy it's never been an easy time for us Um, and obviously having the disappointment against Birmingham at home to then go there on a two days notice and go and beat them and then to go away and beat Leicester and I I know that they're struggling in the Premiership and they've made changes to try and help them in the game against Southampton at the weekend but 
still had enough, they should have had enough quality in their team to to beat us comfortably. Mm. But it just shows like the spirit of this team and like I, I genuinely think we can achieve anything under JDT. I Definitely. love him. We'll just stay forever. Stay. I think like what he was saying all is like um you know, is like post match media commitments as well. Um just like just you know, stuff about how how good the club's history is and, you know, how good it is that the team's getting to write a new chapter in it and all this. Like, it's just, it's just saying all the right, you know, you know, stuff that makes you, like, proud. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, just want to get a demo out of, like, tattooed on your head all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, before we go into the FA Cup draw, uh, I just want to tell all our listeners and all our viewers about um, a GoFundMe we've got set up. So, um, a good friend of mine, Tom, his uh, fiance was diagnosed with metastatic secondary bone cancer in September last year uh, at the age of 31. It's an incurable form of cancer. Um, so, in May this year, we're going to be climbing the three peaks. In to raise some money for Bone Cancer Research Trust. Um, there's going to be 13 of us doing that. Um, we're going to try and raise as much money as possible. The target at the minute on GoFundMe is set at £2,000. Um, we've had a really good start so far. So if any of the listeners could help um, donate to a great cause. and um, Yeah, we're just trying to raise as much awareness as possible for that. Um, and obviously we wish Natalia and Tom all the best. Um but yeah, just wanted to let the listeners and all our followers know. I'll put the GoFundMe link in the YouTube description, the podcast description, and we'll share it on our Twitter page. Um, but yeah, just whilst we're having that break in the podcast, I wanted to let everyone know about what we're doing in May and why we're doing it. So any donations you can make, uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So, FA Cup draw. Sheffield United away. I tell you what, how bloody nerve wracking is a draw at this point. I, I, I'd forgot me because it's been like eight years since we got to this point. But yeah, eight years, isn't it? It is. A, yeah. it's a, like, usually, when you get to the third round, fourth round, you, like, you see like the massive list of teams down the yeah. left hand side. I don't. I get nervous, but I'm not like, oh my god. But literally, as soon as the balls yeah. came out and it came up, the eight teams, I was literally like, oh my god. I, I think plenty of them in the first like few rounds it's more excitement because it literally could be anything yeah. especially with like the non-league teams that are in there often um, but at this point it's like oh my god <laughs> like, and like, when City came out first as well you're just hoping like, I was literally like, you're like uh, at home Manchester City will play number 8 and I was like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then United come out at home second you're just saying oh my god it's just can't catch a break and then when Brighton came out at home I thought you know what it's not a bad away day it's not I don't think it's the most winnable tie but definitely yeah and I was just hoping that they'd get Sheffield United but obviously they get get the Grimsby game Um, and then obviously it was just only us and Sheffield United left and Sheffield United I think it's winnable both home and away I'd have much preferred it at home but Mm. um, I think Away is just as winnable as... I mean, it's probably more winnable than the game on Tuesday night. Yeah. Both I, teams are under massive pressure. I think, I know Leicester are in, in pressure for more reasons, but 
once once we get to it's like three weeks on Saturday. It's like the last week before international two, break, isn't it? Two weeks on two Saturday. Two weeks on Saturday, yeah. So um I mean if we close the gap down this Saturday to six points, the pressure on them will be massive by the time it goes to that point. The only thing that worries me is that after that game, the international breaks, they don't mm. need to they don't really need to rest anyone, do they? Um, mm. International break. Forgot all about them. I thought we were done for the season now. I thought we were just playing. You always mourn at me for like mourning about international breaks because you always say, like, oh, it's only England fans that don't like them and all that. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I, Rovers are flying at the minute. That's the last thing you want, isn't it? A two week break in between games. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think Scotland got quite a. I probably play Spain at home. Who is it you always play? Like you're probably playing the San Marino. No, no, the, Israel. You, you, you're oh, definitely yeah. playing Israel. Yeah, we're always playing Israel. I'm going to have a look now. Um, play Israel in bloody home internationals. <laughs> Israel got their own house just outside of Glasgow. Come yes. over and stay in the house. Uh, we got Cyprus at home on 25th of March. Hey. And then we got um, <laughs> Cyprus bringing 8,000 to Amnon. Um, and then we got Spade at home on the 28th midweek game um, I mean that one sold out straight away I think the Cyprus game still got about 40,000 tickets left <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah the, re- the rest of the draw um, it was just typical that the City and United won't draw each other they're, they're desperate for that to be the final aren't they yeah. that's a guarantee I think now you should you should be able to draw out the semi-finals now so people know in advance. Yeah. You know, like Germany, like you should draw out from like the first round to the quarterfinals and, and like if you play this, you'll play that, that, that. And it's was like, or, or, or. Mm-hmm. And we should do the semi-finals draw now. Because when we played Liverpool, did we not know that we were going to play Villa in a semi? Or was that because it were a replay? I think it, re- yeah. Think we avoided it City and Chelsea. Didn't it were a replay and there was like a massive delay between the like the, the the original game and the replay weren't they because yeah. Liverpool like, they were like Champions League didn't they Europe summer, and I think Rovers obviously Championship Saturday Tuesday and all that because we played on the Tuesday huge. and if we'd have won we'd have played Villa at Wembley on a Saturday was it really that close yeah. was it yeah it was only like three and a half days or something I'm sure it was something silly like that it wasn't like a two week or a three like a normal gap mm. um I remember Dad saying it's meant to be because at the time um, Villa were managed by Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood, it was like the twentieth anniversary Rovers winning Premier League and all this, all this big like conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when uh, you've not seen that um, TikTok of um, oh, I can't think who it is. Basically, like, I had a former NFL player, and he said that uh, NFL scripted. And people like get a script at the start of the season, like what's going to happen. <laughs> like, people reacted to it like someone who's got the torn their ACL three times reading the script at the start of the season. <laughs> it's like that Walking Dead meme where he's like, no, 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 no. <sighs> so, yeah, City versus Burnley. That's literally, they might as well not, they might, might as well not televise the three games because that's all that's going to be yeah, spoken about from now till the quarterfinal dates. Company going back to his. Uh, former team uh, United versus Fulham Lewis Sahar Derby um, Brighton versus Grimsby thought it's not a disappointing draw for Grimsby I just think it's a bit unfortunate like, having gone all the way down to Southampton like, quarter final you'd, you'd, you'd want a home tie or a, at least yeah. United or City away like a massive stadium Yeah, 
Like Brighton's a long, like they've just done a ten-hour trip uh, midweek, four and a half hours, and I've seen beat Southampton. Now you're gonna give them a fourteen-hour round trip <laughs> on a Saturday. I think at this point though they're just happy to be. I, I don't. Think oh yeah. They, 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 they yeah. definitely won't be mourning about that. They are doing well though. I'm sure they're like. Um, they got promoted from the conference last year. And that, then, that mid-table in League 2, I think. Like, yeah. Someone said the 14th, I think. And obviously the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. It's like Lincoln all over again. He got in a bit of hot water last night, though, because um, some of the posted on Twitter, they posted, uh, they used a Harvey Price meme. And like everyone was saying like, what? Everyone was saying like, it's offensive and they apologised for it this morning. You know the one where he's like, uh, oh, what a day, that one. What's offensive about that? I don't know. I don't know, because like, it, it was like the like the admin was like, you know, saying, um, you know, because like, like, it's like a massive win for them. He, he, he used that video like, oh, what a day. And like, everyone was saying really offensive. Like, I don't really know. They apologised for it this morning on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so Sheffield United game will be on the weekend of I want to say the 21st is that right? 18th 18th Saturday the 18th for Sunday the 19th no Friday games is there no Monday games because United are playing the Europa League on Thursday so they won't be on Friday or Saturday so I imagine it'll be two Saturday two Sunday really yeah so United be Europa League, so they'll be Sunday definitely. A City burn, they're going to be Sunday dinner. It's going to be Sunday dinner, Sunday afternoon, well, and then Saturday dinner, Saturday night, innit? Well, it's unrealistic that City and United will be at home on the same day, to be honest. Oh, mm, yeah, that's a good point. So, City so Burnley will be dinner City. time. Dinner time Saturday. If dinner time or tea time Saturday, I think. Because they're not going to do. Surely they're not going to do Grimsby Brighton now dinner time or night time Saturday. You'd think. Because mm. imagine saying I'm back to Grimsby at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, getting back for 7 a.m. Sunday morning, <laughs> just in time for 11 aside at local park. Um, I mean, I won't, I won't be surprised if they didn't put us on telly. <laughs> You can have a just standard three o'clock kick off and no one wants to watch you. To be honest, I'd, I'd take that. Yeah. Saturday three o'clock, can't beat it. Yeah. I'd love a Saturday tea time there, though. Mm. Get early train. <laughs> <coughs> right. So, yeah, FA Cup quarter final, exciting times. Other club matters that have gone on. So, the A. O'Brien case got resolved yesterday. It did. This morning. Last night, wasn't it? Last night, days, me. <laughs> Um, it's gone since Tuesday night. Oh, it has, it has. I'll finally come back around to Saturday and I'll know where I am again. Um, so our appeal got rejected by the independent arbitrator. Is that what they're called? I think so. The judge, the panel, whatever yeah. they are. Um, the and EFL. They, they released the the full document of like timings, didn't they? And like some of like the paperwork was being submitted at like twenty five past eleven. Like, to me, the, the club made it sound like. That it was like a slight mishap on maybe one one or two documents. I'm, I'm looking at the the, the, the timeline. Louis O'Brien passed the medical ten past eleven. <laughs> like, what? You've not you've not done anything, have you? You look at that and you're like, well, no wonder. So there was one where it's like I think it was like quarter past eleven, 
and it's like um, medical findings, acceptance, and Nottingham Forest and O'Brien agreement signed, sent at ten past eleven, and then in brackets it was like medical wasn't completed till nine o'clock. Well, why is that being sent at ten past eleven then? Like, what have you been doing for two hours and ten minutes? Finding a pen? <laughs> You've been running on treadmill for forty-five minutes and not been able to sign a contract. Um, yeah, it's what I ended. They've obviously spent a lot of money to get these independent um, panels in and the solicitors to go through with them. But I mean, looking at the evidence and the details of it, it looks like a massive waste of time and money to me. Yeah. When you see the amount of evidence of like the amount of um, submissions after the 11 p.m. deadline, yeah, if that timeline is accurate, which we have to trust it is, because it's an independent panel and all that, then it's an open and shut case. It's yeah. The, there was no case at all. No. You know when Greg uh, Broughton came out and did that interview saying, you know, he, he believed that there was like. A word um, justifiable, yeah. you know, reasons for the late submission of paperwork. And you look at that and you're like, it reminds me of that show. Do you remember when you used to like, uh, what was it called? Like the EasyJet program on ITV. It's probably before your time. I was only a kid when I used to watch it. But people used to like rock up, like the flight were like 10 past 12, and they'd rock up at like. 12.03 with passport at death like, like, <laughs> like getting on bus or something <laughs> oh your plane's gone mate what do you mean it's gone? I've got, got my kids here I'm going on holiday like, no 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 that's what it reminds me of it's like it's not my fault this is your fault You and yeah for me it's it's a good job we beat Leicester because the prize money's going to pay for them solicitors and um, but yeah that's the only negative really this week's um yeah. So we've also got a ten pound reading offer, yeah, which mm. is a positive, more positive steps in the right direction. Rob's still, it's not, it's not. I'm not a po- positive about it mm, as a lot of skeptical, but disappointed. Uh, no, no, no. Not disappointed. It's it's more that it's like I don't really see it as an offer because he's not losing money. Like the, well, the, like, as I say he we all mean Waggett is not losing money by it so like the Leicester offer so obviously with um, what's the word what subsidising subsidising that's the word um, so they subsidise the tickets £10 so it's costing £30,000 but you also get 50% of the revenue from every ticket in the ground so they sold what 25,000 seats at £20 a ticket so you get twenty five thousand pound back. Mm. So yeah, well, it's probably that's cost of money, there, right? Yeah, they've lost five k, but what have we got in prize money? Two hundred for winning on. Oh no, am I being stupid? Twenty five thousand tickets at twenty pound a ticket is five hundred thousand. Twenty pound a ticket. Yeah, it's five hundred thousand pounds. We got yeah, yeah, we yeah, got yeah, two hundred fifty yeah, back yeah. for that. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've made two hundred and twenty grand just off that offer. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, how could we possibly lost money if we sold that in it? So the Reading ticket offer is good for home fans, brilliant. But I don't think Reading have sold fifteen hundred tickets to Ewood since we got relegated to the Championship in 2012. You could probably count them on one hand how many they brought down to Ewood. So when I think of Reading coming to Ewood. I always think of that. That game where 
they scored and they didn't celebrate for like 10 seconds. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I think, I think it might have been the season we got relegated. But like, for some reason, some of them scoring and like the players like running off into the corner and their fans just sat there and like they didn't start celebrating for another 10 hey. seconds. <laughs> I remember once where um, I think Rovers played Charlton at home. It, this is years ago because Paolo De Canio were up front for, for Charlton so I'm talking like 2004-2005 and someone crosses it to back post I think they were they, they were like 2-0 two, two down at time and De Canio slides in kicks the keeper but the ball goes in but it like it doesn't hit the back of the net it just it like it like nestles in the side of the net without bulging or anything but De Canio went down injured and so did Friedel so everyone just like bundled on the goal line and whenever it blacked them were like oh shit it's a goal like rest pointed and all players ran over to De Canio and their fans are just like, what's going on? Yeah. And, and like eventually the, the guy on the Tanoit row was like, goal scorer for Charlton, Paolo De Canio and all their fans are like, yeah, <laughs> what an absolute treat. <laughs> um, see, I always, I was like, it's mad because I feel like when you're in the away end, you're always like noticing stuff like that. So you'd think, what, I mean, you can't wait to celebrate, can you? So any little thing that happens, you, you're up. Yeah. Like when Smoddy scored his goal to make it 3-0 and the linesman had his flag up, I'm like, still bouncing around like, he's offside. Yeah. He's offside. Yeah. Like, you just can't wait for an excuse to celebrate. Um, but yeah, Reading, it's just... It's good for fans. Obviously, it's midweek, so it's going to entice some fans down. I can't see many walk-ons. Midweek, it's going to be on Sky Red Button. I think uh, a lot, you know, depends on what happens between now and then as well. Obviously, we've got two you know, big games, um, Sheffield United at home, obviously on Saturday, and then Stoke away, which is Friday night, uh, yeah, Friday night on Sky. So, yeah. you know, if that's that's another two wins, then surely you've got to think at least a few thousand, you know. Um, I, I think it's a... A really good thing that the club's doing uh, at a good time as well. Obviously, it's like ten games to go. Um, you know, the, we're, we're moving towards the running now. We've got this uh, final five that they was that was that yesterday they came out with the yeah. final five, um, which is like a good thing as well, I suppose. Because I mean, there's a there's a way of paying for well, not paying for Burnley because you're paying hundred quid, but you know, you know, you don't have to. It's, it's a way around of you know people paying for burn tickets and getting I mean it is an offer it is, it is an offer but is it an offer £100 for five games is not an offer it's 20 quid a ticket which is what it should be anyway um, but yeah it, it, I mean it's it's a start let's let's call it what it is it's a start hmm. and that brings me on to a new thing as well that Burnley at home will be played on a new date yeah it will no longer be March the nineteenth or Sunday. Whatever everyone's looking at, is it Tuesday the twenty fifth and Wednesday the twenty sixth of April? Yeah. So there are two possible dates, um, which will be the next game after our FA Cup semi final. <laughs> hey, come on! <laughs> on a way back from when we will be getting ready for the uh, Burnley game on the following Tuesday night. <laughs> um, they so apparently it's been leaked on Twitter. I just saw it on the way out before we came here that it's already been decided at Tuesday, twenty fifth of April. Right. It's going to be a seven o'clock kickoff, 
and apparently there's only 2,000 Burnley fans in a lower tier of the Darwin end. So I think they'll they'll get the full upper tier, but they'll only get 2,000 in the bottom tier. So I think that'll equate out like 5,000 the most. Mm. But I don't understand how that affects, because it won't be a bubble game because we're not allowed to do it anymore. So I don't know how understand how just like restricting the bottom tier is going to help any of the problems it's going to cause. Because I mean, they could be champions by then. We could be still fighting for promotion with Sheffield United, mm. or fighting to get in the playoffs. One or the other. So it's going to be a massive game no matter what. Yeah. Though obviously the way they're going and the way they're playing at the minute. It's very unlikely that they're going to be battling for anything by the time it gets to that point. They'll probably sign, seal, and deliver, and be coming to Ewood. They're not going to come quietly, are they? No. Let's be honest, they're going to so come. The thing is, in midweek, <laughs> and if you're not going to make it bubble travel, where do you kind of like, how do you control it? Do you know what I mean? Because like Burnley fans will get on train at like dinner time yeah. and be in Blackburn Town Centre all day. Yeah. How do you stop that? The only way I can think of like doing it would be to have a designated away pub and all the trains from Burnley going from Burnley straight through to see I will say straight through to Millhill, but that just causes a hundred times more problems than it. Even more helpful. (laughs) Um, Maybe if you did it to. It's weird. This is the problem with like not having a way pub near a train station because you can't pen, pen them in anywhere, can you? Maybe if you like did it to Millil and just police escort them down to Furnace and just literally locked them in there. That's the only like locked them on the car. <laughs> like if you said like to all the pubs in Blackburn, like there's no Burnley fans getting in here. The only place that will serve you is the Furnace pub outside Ewood, mm. and you could because obviously it's gonna be warm by that time. Yeah, don't say that. It should be warm <laughs> as long as it's not raining. Northwest of England. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it'd be warm for us. Um, but you could literally just cordon off the car park of Furnace because that's where like just don't let anyone park there. Just let the car park, let them just spill out onto the car park, and just let them drink there and let them do what they want all day. What you don't want them to do is like restricting them from some places, them walking about and mm. going from place to place. It's just be like just going to cause absolute havoc. Yeah. So if you could pen them in the furnace and then. I'll say to all Rovers fans that you can't approach from that side of Blackburn. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you'd do it because obviously I, I come that way through you in every game. So <sighs> the thing is, Furnace would be a good option, but then how do you stop people walking past the ground and then them people getting caught in mm. the shy that'll happen outside? Yeah, it's one, it's one I'm. It's good. It, it's going to be interesting. It's not. It's not the. Uh, the ideal scenario, but I'd rather be in the FA Cup quarter final and have to be playing every week than, Definitely. than not be in the FA Cup quarter final and playing on a Saturday. And to be honest, just to have that delay so it kind of rules out any chance of them getting Clinching promoted at Ewood. Because I think they'll be, they'll be champions by then, won't they? Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, yeah, unfortunately, but it's, it's bound to happen. They're just scoring last minute every week. Referees give them... Every, the, did you see the decision last night in the... Who did they play? Fleetwood. Fleetwood, yeah. Shocking red card. Mm. I mean, he's got his, his foot's high, but he pulls out the challenge. I just think in VAR, they're, they're not giving... Like, when you see some of the decisions that have seen Prem recently that haven't been given as red cards, I just don't understand how you can give that as a red card. Mm. And 
none of the Fleetwood players seem to complain and all. Um, Scott Brown walked straight off at half time. I just think like someone like Scott Brown, you'd think he'd be screaming at refs here. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, no point screaming at Vincent Company's turf more is there? It's just so the referee says he's only going to go one way end of day. Mm. So that's all the club matters dealt with. Moving on to big game. Saturday dinner mm. Sheffield United at home it's going to be a biggie it is it four is. and a half thousand travelling fans yeah should make for good atmosphere and a lot, lot on the line really yeah um, they obviously had a good win last night but then again Spursy and <laughs> very Spursy very close <laughs> the, the 2023 vintage <laughs> yeah. it's just that it, looking at the FA Cup draw like the teams left in it, you'd think Spurs would be thinking, we need to, yeah, this like, this is, is our year chance, to win the yeah. FA Cup, like, or at least get to the final. And, like, if they'd have won last night, they'd have drawn us at home and they'd be thinking, oh, like, we're already in semis. Mm. And they just... I did cross my mind because everyone, like, keeps saying, like, Tottenham away is, like, the bigger way day everyone wants. Like, cause obviously, it's, like, the like the newest, like, big ground. Yeah. Um, the facilities are, are brilliant and all that. Go kart so track. Still thinking about the bad news, aren't you? <laughs> On a more positive note, getting a go kart track. So. You're still thinking about the bad news, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it did cross my mind when obviously Chef United came up. Um, but yeah, Chef United, huge win last night for them, but you know they have faltered in the league recently, so yeah. So I was, I was to close again. Once it get once it got close to like full time last night, it was still nil nil. Thought could just do with them doing another half an hour against Spurs because mm. obviously we played the Tuesday, they played the Wednesday. I just thought any little advantage we could get before Saturday, week being an early kickoff as well. So if they go such time tonight, and then Kane had the free header in last minute, I just thought thought if he scores that, yeah. I think one thing you said last night. Um, is it uh, that Sheffield United are away at Sunderland before they play us in the FA Cup? Yeah. So you know that's a you know a marginal advantage, I suppose. You know they they, they have to travel up there on the Wednesday night, and we play. And we, do we play? I think we both play on the Wednesday night. We play Reading at home, don't we? Yeah, right. Yeah, Reading's on Wednesday night as well. So yeah. So it's yeah. better for us to have Reading at home and then for them Sunderland yeah. away. Um. But yeah, it's a, a big chance on Saturday to close the gap to. Six points. Mm. What's your team for Saturday? So, we're obviously going to Pers, aren't we? I mean, Kaminsky's still out. So the video of him training today. So he's back in training. Back in training. So that's that's a that's a big. He'll be back after international break. Only that's another four boost, weeks. I so, yeah. Um, that's Pers. Left back. Pickering play well choosing that. Pickering. Um. Right back. I mean, I mean, what what's the update on Ryan Costello? I've not heard anything he... yet. I think JDT made some neutral comments today, just saying mm. that we'll see the scans say and stuff like that. Yeah, I think Costello or Britain. It's it's not it's not like you, I think Costello's playing out his skin at the minute, but I don't think you you gain a lot more from Costello playing but you don't lose as much from Britain playing that yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know what you mean I think going forward I think you're 
lose quite a bit, but defensively, it's not like you're not worried. No, you know? no, um, not like when Niambi got injured and Bennett were playing right. <laughs> um, two centre halves, Hyam, Hyam, absolute class. Yeah, it was brilliant wearing it the other night. Yeah. Uh, Carter, yep, um, midfield. I mean, Charlie picks himself at the night, doesn't he? Um, he was so good on Tuesday night so good so was Phillips when he came on Carter and Phillips well when he went to the fight back and Phillips and Carter came yeah. on I thought they, they all did really well and they were, for such a young lad to play on such a big occasion there was one where I think the ball was coming over the top and it looked like Phillips was going to head it and he just like just got up in actual's ass it's <laughs> the only way I can say it but like got up so that he couldn't like so he couldn't like chest it and then he just lets Carter like win a free header behind her I just think like for a 17 year old 18 year old whatever old he is now to just have that experience and have that in, in a, such a big moment like I think there were only like five minutes left just love out like that me who's <laughs> um, alongside Travis Buckley. Buckley. Yeah. Um I think there are a few points on Tuesday night where Morton you would have been looking for uh, there's a few occasions where you were looking for him to go and win the ball. It was there to be won. It was kinda like you know and, and Vale as well. Vale did the same thing. There was one later on with Vale we were screaming yeah. at him, weren't we? Like you were like jogging, meandering over towards the ball and you wanted yeah. to, you wanted him to be like throwing his head at it. On floor. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil Jones. <laughs> belly flopping onto, onto the ball. Um, right, so Travis and Buckley. I, I mean, um, I thought Morton played well on Tuesday night. There were a couple of moments in the second half, like three or four times give ball away in a row. And I think whether it was tired legs or just like not played for a bit and first start for a bit. And then I thought, yeah, he needs to go off now. Travis but he didn't, he didn't play as bad as usual. And then that front four maybe unchanged but obviously Diaz comes back into the picture Thomas comes back into the picture yeah um, I mean Schmodix is another one that picks himself I think Galli doesn't deserve to be dropped after his performances recently um, yeah um, so Schmodix Galli mm. up front Dolan, right. What, are you going Diaz instead of Thomas? Diaz left, I think. I'd stick Dolan at left and play Thomas at right. Mm. I don't think... I think uh, Thomas gives you a lot more in set pieces. And I just think the the format, the, the five at the back you play just doesn't suit. Because obviously Diaz is going to have to beat a full-back and a centre-back. To do his usual trick of cutting inside and sky, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. That that's a problem when everyone's playing well. When your players that are injured are on the bench, they need to come back in eventually. Yeah. But you almost like someone has to get injured for someone to come back in when everyone's yeah. playing well, and you don't want anyone to get injured. Speaking of uh, the injured lads, how good were? Uh, Dak and Diaz on commentary was in the. I've not seen it. Have you, have you not? I know. I've seen. I'm, I mean, the... I've seen it. It's on Twitter. Yeah, watch yeah. it. Oh, it's 
But I've not actually got around to watching it Just yet. Just talking about that. Just, just start waffling about random chat, really. <laughs> What's up next? Quarterfinals. <laughs> um, yeah, there's... I, I think I saw... There's that like one, one clip where they were talking about, like, What's that film? That, that one film. <laughs> I was watching like Neil Yard. They just sat there like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> there's a bit where Neil were like talking like about some of the serious happening in the game. I can just see that to be back like, go on, move it about. Go on, do that. <laughs> go on then. That's like commentating. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Saturday, big game. Half 12 kickoff. Yeah. Sky Sports Rovers. Tune in. <laughs> so yeah, that's us. Actually, don't tune in. Get down to <laughs> get down to you. Twenty five quid a ticket. I need ten pound ready. Mugger off. <laughs> you paying full whack for these two bad boys. <laughs> and then we'll be back. We play every week, don't we? Do we not? No, we don't. Yeah, right back for the stock game. Yeah. 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 Go on, why not? Go on, why not? We'll have to get a guest on some sort to talk about. Um if we lose we're just not recording full stop. <laughs> no Rob's going to lose three 0 Um Right, yeah, that's us done. Anything else you want to add before we finish? I don't think so, no. no. Don't think so. No. We went to Wembley. Yeah. We're on the march. We're on the march. Right. Cheers, everyone. I'll see you in a bit. See you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.